So this podcast is a bit difficult. I'm not really sure when I'm going to publish this. But I'm sort of in the middle of something. So so my one of my dogs, the family dog, is nearly 15. He'll be 15 on um, American Independence Day. And his name is Bryn. He is a, a long dog, so he's a lurcher. But he's a lurcher cross deer hound. And he's this beautiful, hairy really kind soul and so just had a phone call from my husband and my mum and he can't get up and I always thought that he would go in his sleep and my mum was asking me if they want to wait until I get home and I said no you have to do what's right for him oh so sad I kind of knew this morning that the kiss, I always kiss him before I leave or go to bed. I think I bother him a lot. And I just kind of knew this morning something was different. And then when Ray and me, he said, Jenny can't get up, he's just weird in the living room. And so I'm standing outside in the sunshine outside of my work. Looking at the sky, looking at the clouds, the wind, knowing that at home everybody is rushing around and sad. And the other dog, Jimmy, hasn't got a clue what's going on, he just knows something's going on. break your heart why do we do it we know that they we live longer than they do but we just keep them and give them a good life until they get really old and then we let them go i always thought that he would just go in his sleep this beautiful tall lanky dog that sleeps all the time i just thought he would sleep He's not sleeping. It's really weird because I don't know, maybe he wanted to say goodbye to everybody, but he cannot get up. He can't lay on the knees. I guess if he was in the wild, he would just starve to death because he wouldn't be able to do anything. He would just be laying there at the elements. Nature would let him go, but we choose that for him. Sometimes I'm not sure how I feel about that because we don't do that to old people. Although I believe in the euthanisation argument is something else, like the choice. So here I am standing, looking at the sky. The sun is completely different to my podcast that I was recording earlier, which I don't even know if I'm going to record. No, I didn't even publish it. I'm probably not gonna. This crow it just has just come to look at me. Quite a day. Days. So I'm gonna save this part of the segment. Maybe I'll record something later. Maybe I'll get rid of this. 
really sad and I'm really happy at the same time because I'm happy that we're not letting him suffer but at the same time I'm sad because selfishly I just want to cuddle him and kiss him again but we all knew this day was going to come This is the second part of my Bryn podcast. It's very strange, got home and he's not here. But Jimmy, the other dog, he's just playing with everybody. But it's Thursday and Jimmy goes crazy on Thursdays. And it's really strange, you know. You have these pups for their whole life and they are a really small portion of your life. But to them, you're everything. Bryn was not that type of dog that was... He was a really independent dog. Some, one of my mum's friends, um, she said he lived the life he wanted. And it was really true. Like, if he didn't want to show you love, he didn't show you love. If he wanted to show you shade, he showed you shade. So many times he gave me dirty looks. Just because I was just there. <laughs> but when he did show you love, like, it was almost like you'd been chosen by like a god because he really paid attention to you there was loads of times as he got older where he forgot I was there or something and he'd walk in and then he'd look at you and come and sniff you and he had that sort of chomping sort of kind of smelling you thing and it's weird that he's not going to be here well he isn't here kind of can't get my head around it even though we all knew it was coming. And my mum, she said, I'm never getting another dog. She said that when Casey died and when Griff died. She said that with every dog that we've ever had. I'm not getting another one. And it's a lie because we will get another one. Well, she will get her own one. By the time she gets a puppy, she will have moved and we, hopefully, fingers crossed, because so me and Raymondos want to buy this place and the setup is that she lives here, we live here, but she also stays at my stepdad's house a lot. So, um, we like ships in the night a lot of the time. It might be some days where I don't see her. We were all working, so the house is big enough for three of us because it's for a terrace house it's like a, a medium terrace house and if you're listening to this from America I can only liken terrace houses to those ones that you get in like New York I think they're called brown bricks where it's like they're all sandwiched together it's the same thing and this one's got three bedrooms but it's actually converted with two extra rooms but they're like they can be bedrooms, they can be storerooms, whatever. I've I spoke about this before, like the shit tip that one of them, well, both of them have become, actually three of them, because there's only really two rooms that we use. So the idea is that we're buying this from her. And I felt really bad this morning because I was looking at the budget. There's news articles about the budget um, that will be released next week. I think Rishi Sunak is the Chancellor of the Exchequer. 
I don't want to be political on here, I really fucking don't. Uh, but anyway, he's the one that sorts the finances out for, obviously, Britain. And um, there's talk that the stamp duty on houses is going to be kept low for a while to avoid some sort of, like, house recession or dip in prices. So I sent my mum an article about it and said, well, this could be... You never know, we might end up asking you to buy it this year. And um, I felt like when Raymondas called me to say, Jade, you can't stand up. And I knew that moment that that was it. And then my mum got home and then she said, yeah. And everyone's really upset. And I felt like it was my fault for suggesting the house because I wasn't trying to move her out of the house with the boys. And the plan was is that she can't move until they're gone. <sighs> but you really can't think like that. No, you you never make... You never choose for that to be the day, do you? But yeah, so... <laughs> hmm. But I did make a joke when I got home and I said, huh gonna buy the house with Jimmy in it. <laughs> Jimmy is this tiny dog with massive attitude as all tiny terriers have. Like he doesn't give a shit. <laughs> but he's much more cuddly than Bryn in a really weird angry way. But he's not angry, he just doesn't like he's maybe actually maybe he rubs off on me. Sometimes I just don't like people <laughs> and I think it's him. <laughs> oh dear Bryn that dog wasn't loud. If he did bark, it was funny. He was just bark at you like, woof, woof, like that. But most of the time he was silent. Just a silent dog, sleeping a lot. What a strange day. Just a reminder that life is not forever, you know. I think that's the reminder that, to just to remind you that Life is one is life is not forever and, and two the dogs you are responsible for the entire life of somebody else. And I say somebody else because when a dog or any animal you have is in the house, this becomes part of your life as a people. They've got their own personalities, they like things, they don't like things. Um, they don't want to be touched in certain ways. Sometimes they're not cuddly people. Sometimes they just want to be cuddled when they want to be. It's not dissimilar to you or I. Or that sense, yeah, no, I am like that. <laughs> I was about to say, well, you know, right, anyone can cuddle me. No, anybody cannot cuddle me. I'm really, really aware of my personal space and I really don't want certain types of people to touch me. That is a problem with door work, actually. So this is my podcast about Bryn. But on Bryn, there's not much to say other than I'm really going to miss that dog. I'm going to miss him peering around the door frame, looking at me while I'm cooking, which is what he always does. I'm going to miss it, the fact that he doesn't move out of the way or that he stands outside when the wind's on and he just lets it all just blow over him and how much he loves snow how much he doesn't like like 
bumblebees. He really doesn't like them. He's the only animal I've seen him not like. <laughs> and how he cannot catch chickens, even though he's a lurcher. He can't catch anything. And how he never used to lift up his paw, because if you said to him, paw, and he did know how to do it, you would have to do it. You'd have to be saying, come on, paw, 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 probably for five minutes or so, before he would eventually very limply lift up his leg. And he didn't really want to do it. He just humoured you. <laughs> I think the joke was always on us. I'm going to really miss that dog. <laughs>